This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to episode 67, The Key to Making Healing Happen. Welcome to the Get Your Energy Back podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. As a life coach, invisible illness warrior, and kidney transplant recipient, I've navigated the waters of chronic fatigue for nearly a decade and can help you feel more energized and alive than ever before. In this podcast, we dive deep into topics that can help you boost your energy levels and live a more vibrant life. Whether you're looking to overcome limiting beliefs, improve your relationships, gain a better understanding of what is affecting your energy levels, or simply find more joy and fulfillment in your life, the Get Your Energy Back podcast is the perfect place to start. So sit back, relax, and join me on this journey towards a more energized, balanced, and vibrant life. Welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about your relationship with your body. And this is pretty timely for me because I just came, uh, I just recovered from COVID over the past week. And first time I've tested positive in these three years. So while it was challenging for my body, it wasn't too challenging and I was able to recover quickly. And I think a lot of that has to do with my relationship that I've developed with my body. And I think it's something really simple that you can do too, to help continue to get healthier and to improve how you feel in your skin about yourself. Okay, so... I want to focus on just these three aspects of your relationship with your body. Now, the first one is what you think of your body. The thoughts that you have are so important to pay attention to. And sometimes we can catch them. Sometimes we can't. That's fine. But when you start to really pay attention to how you speak about your body, it's going to shift your energy. Okay. All right. Second thing is to your with your relationship to your body is paying attention to the sensations in your body and what you're even feeling. I tend to say sensations. This includes both emotional and physical sensations. And depending on what energy state you're in, those sensations can either be pleasant or they can be painful. So when you are feeling sensations in your body, that's your body talking back to you. Okay, and then the third piece of your relationship with your body that I wanted to talk about today is what you think of your sensations, how you're interpreting them, and what they're making, what you are making those sensations mean about yourself. Okay, so now that we've got the three components put up here, let's really dive into it. Let's let's talk about it. So when we think about your body. Your body is incredible. There are so many pieces that fit together in order to be compatible with life. So even just that you are here, that you are breathing in this moment is an absolute miracle. So many organ systems have to be functioning in conjunction with each other in order for that to work. So it's easy though to get Um, a little stuck in what you think about your body because we live in a society that benefits from you feeling bad about your body. Because if you feel bad about yourself, then 
People can get you to buy things to help you to not feel so frumpy or something like clothing companies. If they tell you that you don't look good enough, then you can buy this clothes to feel better. Or makeup companies will tell you that you've got to get rid of this facial feature and you can cover it up with makeup and then you can feel good about your body. Um, Plastic surgeons, they make tons of money every year because women don't feel comfortable in their skin. So it's very, um, it makes sense that you might have a little bit of a negative connotation when you start to think about your body. There's the physical part of it. And then also as somebody with a chronic illness, there's the part of it where when you think about your body, maybe you feel some letdown. Maybe there's some regret, some remorse, some sorrow. Maybe there's some guilt that you didn't treat your body better. And maybe that's why you're sick. So just be on to yourself because every single thought that you believe and practice over and over again becomes a practiced neural network. And these thoughts will just be there automatically without you even trying. So each one of those thoughts that you continue to believe and perpetuate and think about your body is creating an energy state for you. So, and it's, when I say energy state, I'm talking about the nervous system, either the parasympathetic or the um, sympathetic. So either we're operating from this place of calm and regulation or a place of um, scared and fear and um, this fight or flight response. So that's the first piece is what you think of your body can create one of those energy states. Now, each and every thought that you think creates an emotion, which, as I've um, talked about before, I like to think about emotions as energy in motion. Literally, you think a thought, there's a vibration that happens in your neural synapses to be able to communicate with each other, and they release um, the chemicals that form emotions, and they speak to each other through pulses and vibrations in your body, which is energy. It's a movement. And The emotions are not wrong. The emotions are fine to have. The problem comes when you don't want to feel that energy in your body and you're in a state of resistance, usually because of fear. Whatever story that is about, I'm scared about how this is going to feel. It's never going to end. Whatever that storyline is that's creating fear puts you in a state of resistance. So that's why it's so important to be intentionally deciding what you want to think about your body. Do you want to go all in on healing? Do you want to go all in on believing that you're already healthy? You probably have plenty of evidence that you have a lot of health. I know I do, but it's easy for your brain to go back into the scarcity, what it knows, and to keep getting the result that you've always gotten because it's what you just keep thinking over and over again. Like I said, it's very easy to see why because we live in a society that tells us if there's something wrong with you, then I have the answer to help you feel better about your body so that you don't um, look ugly or you don't feel bad. Any of that. It's like, um, have you seen the Snickers commercials where they're just like, Snickers is the answer to all of your problems. (laughs) Like it's just sold to you everywhere that if you feel an emotion in your body, 
that something has gone wrong. And so my quest is in your um, thinking about how you relate to your body is to rewrite that narrative that emotions are safe to experience and that they're supposed to be there. Your emotions are your body's way of speaking to you, which goes into piece number two, which is the sensations in your body. Your brain speaks to you through thoughts and your body speaks through sensations. And as someone with a chronic illness, those sensations are, um, a lot of times they can be physical symptoms. So especially fatigue can come up. That as a symptom, when you just feel the energy suck, you feel like you just can't move forward, can't do anything, you're probably in, well, it's probably one or two things or most likely a combination of it. You're probably in resistance of what's happening in your life and you're probably in an elevated nervous system state. So probably you're in that freeze state. So that's why it's so important to pay attention to the sensations that your body is communicating to you. If she's telling you, hey, you don't have any energy, you're in a freeze, that is your opportunity to answer what she's telling you. Think about it. What is it that this energy state is trying to communicate to me? Number one, she's scared. There's something here that she's scared of or she wouldn't be in a fear state. So this is the opportunity that you get to rewrite this relationship with your body and say, hey, I see you. I get it. You're scared. Maybe I don't even know why you're scared. Sometimes I won't even know why. Sometimes my clients won't know why. And you don't need to know why because that gets us in the fix-it energy, which is a, 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 a flight response. So Use the sensations in your body to love yourself more, not less. Let what's happening in your body happen. Just as you can process the energy of um, emotional sensations, um, it's just as important to process the sensations of uncomfortable physical sensations. Did you know you could process hunger? (laughs) That's a physical sensation. It's not maybe the most comfortable one that you've ever had. And I'm not saying ignore yourself when you're hungry. When you're hungry, I'm a big believer of go feed yourself. Give yourself something to eat. But sometimes you're not in a place to be able to eat. Sometimes it's just not a a good time. So instead of pushing down the sensation of hunger, you could actually allow the sensation of hunger and allow your body to just experience hunger without, um, without answering it in the moment. And then when you get to a moment where you can take care of your body, go give her the nutrients and whatever she needs in that moment. I like to think about my relationship um, with my body as me relating to a sweet childlike toddler. And this toddler They don't have full sentences. They don't have a really good way to communicate um, what it is they're trying to tell me. But I can kind of figure it out and I I can read the cues and start to develop this relationship with them. I... One-year-olds, I've got four kids. One-year-olds are the most challenging age to me, I think, out of every single age. I love the baby phase because... 
they just want to be snuggled and cuddled and held and all and fed and they're pretty happy. One-year-olds are on the move and they want something and they know they want something and they can't tell you what it is. And it's really, to me, that's the most frustrating time. So I think about my body as kind of that cute little one-year-old toddler. She knows what she wants, but she can't really tell me very well. And so it's my job as the mother of the toddler or the, the keeper of this body to pick up on the signals that she's sending before my one-year-old's having a meltdown tantrum and can't do anything and has to go lay down. I'm paying attention to her ahead of time. And this gentle, um, curious attention, playful energy. And from that uh, playful energy, I'm able to guide her, direct her, and pretty much figure out what she wants. Now, sometimes I'm not going to be able to figure out what the one-year-old wants. And sometimes we're going to be able to figure out what the body wants. But if you are able to hold love in your heart for that one-year-old at that time, do the same thing for your body. That's how you start to love your body in because of the sensations that she's giving you, not despite them, not, oh, I have to, I'm feeling this pain again and I just hate feeling this way. Like the one-year-old's like, do you hate me? <laughs> your body's listening. So use those sensations to be able to take care of your body really well because Chances are, if you have a chronic illness, you have ignored your body. You've ignored the sensations that she sent to you. And you've put your body on the back burner in favor of putting other people first, other people's needs first, and taking over responsibility for things that were never yours to take. So this is your opportunity to rewrite that programming with your body by listening to what are the sensations that I'm consistently getting? Am I, um, am I recognizing that I keep going into a fight, flight, fear, or freeze, or I mean, not fear, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response? Do I find myself perpetually going into people pleasing? I wonder what that's about. And what are the symptoms that are associated with that when that happens? For my people, for you, it's usually fatigue. Just get so tired and so overwhelmed, you can't do anything. And it's because when your body started to tell you about the sensations that she was experiencing, you brushed them aside until she was screaming, until the one-year-old was throwing a tantrum. So in order to improve your relationship with your body, you've got to listen to her before she's throwing the tantrum. Find out what she likes. Find out what it is that lights her up. What are the things that your body just wants to do? Does she want to be outside? Does she want to go play with her friends? Started playing pickleball this year, and it's been so fun going and playing with my friends. And But what is it? Find out. Does she really like um, going out to lunch with friends? What is it that your body really craves and loves? It's, I, I heard this thing a few days ago where it, people were talking about how it's so easy to um, try to do things to avoid pain, but it's actually a lot harder to motivate yourself to do things for the sake of pleasure. And we've got all sorts of um, 
judgments in our society about that. Like, oh, if you're just doing things that feel good, then, you know, you're probably being irresponsible. You're probably being selfish. You're putting yourself first at the expense of other people. But as somebody with a chronic illness, that's not you. You take responsibility for things that were never yours to take. And so going after pleasure and what feels good in your body is actually going to lead to alignment. That's going to put you back in that parasympathetic rest and digest. So can you go get your hair done? (laughs) Get your nails done? What is it? What just feels so irresponsible for you to go do? Um, it's just, I, there are people that I would tell them, yeah, you're kind of being a little selfish. You probably shouldn't do that much stuff. Not you. People with chronic illness, you've put your needs and your wants and your desires to the side so much. It's actually harder for a lot of my people to be able to, to prioritize yourself, to prioritize what feels good just for the sake of it feeling good. And the funny thing is that it will end up benefiting all of the people in your life. But if you are doing it to benefit them and that's your primary motivator, it's a motivation of fear. That's the people pleasing. That's the fawn response. If I can just get everybody else around me to be happy, then I can be happy. And it's the biggest flaw because you cannot create happiness in your body from other people's thoughts. Their thoughts create their feelings. And your thoughts create yours. So if you are thinking, I can only be happy when they're happy, you don't know when they're happy. You can't feel what's going on in their body. And so really taking care of you and thinking about how can I activate pleasure for me is the most important thing that you, as somebody that experiences chronic illness, can do. Okay, last thing, and I've kind of touched on this a little bit, is this what you think of your sensations. It is so natural for people to feel chronic pain, for you to feel um, any of these physical symptoms, um, fatigue, nausea, any uh, um, dizziness. All of these are related to mind-body syndrome, which is what I mostly coach about. So what you think of these sensations really, really matters. If you think these sensations mean that you're going to be sick forever, nothing's ever going to get better, and you're going to feel terrible all the time, that is what you're going to end up creating in your body because it's such a scary story to tell, and it's simply not true. It's not true that these sensations are going to last forever because... (laughs) Think about emotions. Like, is there a time that you felt like the happiest? What is the happiest moment that you've ever experienced? Don't you want to just like keep that going forever? And we just can't. It just slips through our fingers. It's the same thing with the scariest, most um, heart-wrenching times. They don't last forever either. But it's so hard when you're in it to realize that it isn't going to last forever. So... My suggestion to you is when you are having a lot of symptoms, when you're having a lot of physical and emotional sensations, if you can't get out of your own head, rely on somebody that is regulated. They have they have regulation in their nervous system to be able to lean on in those difficult times. 
Okay. Uh, the last thing that I want to speak to is that sometimes we're just in what I like to term a contraction phase. Um, a lot of you are moms, and even if you didn't experience um, natural childbirth, um, vaginal childbirth, if you had a C-section, you understand that contractions are the way that your body prepares to give birth to a baby. So as your um, as your body is contracting and expanding to make space for your cervix to fully dilate for the baby to be born, um, that's what I like to think about as the phases of us growing and becoming and just the cycle of life. So sometimes as you are growing into the next version of you, not the best version, but just the next version that knows a little bit more, is a little bit older, has experienced more, as you're growing into this next version of yourself, there's going to be times when you're going to feel that expansion. You're going to feel so good and so growing. But just like it takes um, dilation for for the cervix to fully dilate for the baby to be born, It takes your muscle to contract before it can expand and grow. And sometimes when you're going through life, we're going to go into those contraction phases before the expansion happens. This is where you don't want to get stuck in the trap of thinking that the contraction phase means that you're doing something wrong. Even in the book, The Way Out, they talk about this extinction burst. Sometimes when you are on your way to healing chronic um, condition, chronic uh, symptoms, chronic uh, pain, you will experience a lot of pain-free times. And then something will happen, (laughs) some, some circumstance in your life will happen, and you will go back into this contraction phase, this extinction burst, where you will start to feel a lot of chronic pain. Um, The way I like to think about it is it's the ego's way of saying, do you really believe all this new stuff? Like the way that we were doing it and we were doing life was kind of working. And I think it might actually be more comfortable to just go back to how we were doing it. And brain sends up all sorts of pain signals. And that usually is the last piece before you're able to break free from that paradigm and start to believe something new and start to have a lot of relief from the physical sensations that you're experiencing in your body. Okay, so I hope that really helps you to think about your relationship with your body a little bit differently. Your body is amazing. She's an absolute miracle. It is fascinating how bodies work and that how much it takes for a body to be able to work and how many things can function terribly and still your body will work. So think about just what a miracle it is that you are here experiencing this life on earth at this time. The sensations that you experience in your body are neutral. I know sometimes they don't feel like it, but they are simply just sensations in your body. doesn't mean that you're living your life wrong. It doesn't mean you have the wrong thoughts. It doesn't mean that everything is gone bad. Our brains are so easy to go to the catastrophizing. It's one of the components of of people that experience um, chronic pain is having a lot of catastrophizing feelings, um, thoughts that we believe. 
So paying attention to what are these sensations and how is it that sweet little one-year-old toddler telling me, hey, can you pay attention to me? I need something right now. And maybe I just need to play. It could be as simple as that. Maybe your body wants to play with you and she's just tired of you telling her she's doing everything wrong all the time. And then finally, think about what it is that you make these sensations mean about you. Maybe they don't mean anything except for that you are a human living in a human body, experiencing the human condition. Everybody experiences pain. It's part of being here. Um, My personal perspective, I come from a Christian perspective. And one of the leaders of my church recently came out with a video that said that, you know, maybe we don't know exactly why we suffer, but there's something that's holy and sanctifying about suffering. And so even looking at the way that you experience life can be a way to to understand that this life is very fleeting and there's a limited amount of lessons that we can learn. Not that your your brain is trying to teach you a lesson, your body's trying to teach you a lesson, but just that there is something very um, very sanctifying and very holy about suffering because the most amazing leaders, the people that we look up to, the people that are written in history, they are written up because of the suffering that they went through and the way that they overcame it. So I hope that this helps you out this week. I hope that I have helped you to think about your body a little bit differently and the things that you experience in your body a little bit differently. If you want more information on how to take this information and to apply it to your personal situation so that you can break free from chronic fatigue, break free from these symptoms that are happening in your body, I invite you to book your fatigue recovery call with me and I'll leave it in the show notes for you. You don't need to be feeling this way. It's time to heal. It's time to let go. It's time to release. And it's time to seek pleasure and feel really good in your body again. All right. Have an incredible week and I'll talk to you soon. Are you ready to welcome in vibrancy and energy into your life? Join me for a fatigue recovery call. We'll get on a call and I will share my three-step process for getting your energy back personalized, especially for you. Simply go to the show notes and schedule your call today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating more vitality, energy, and vibrancy in your life today.